Welcome to That Disney Hustle. I'm Caleb, and Chanel is joining me once again here as we bring you a brand new episode. Uh, Today, we are going to be covering food, which is one of our favorite things to talk about, for sure, when it comes to Walt Disney World or Disneyland. Actually, I I might even venture to say that when it comes to Disneyland, we really love to talk about food, because uh, in our humble opinion, uh, Disneyland's food is better. Um, But here we are talking about Walt Disney World, and uh, we'll save those thoughts for another episode. Uh, We are talking about a very cool, a very uh, fanciful, a very adventurous restaurant today. You can probably tell by the show title. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Skipper Canteen. Uh, We have been trying for years and years to arrive at the Skipper Canteen, and just for whatever reason, things just did not shape up. Uh, the way we wanted to. Uh, we, I think, first talked about eating there in 2017 uh, for our trip to Walt Disney World, but uh, Hurricane Irma had different plans, and we got sent to Disneyland. Uh, the hurricane did not blow us to Disneyland. Uh, we just changed course. Um, so then in 2021, we had another trip to Disney World. Um, this time, no hurricanes were involved. Uh, but we... we had a Magic Kingdom Day scheduled, and we decided to cancel our reservation for Skipper Canteen because we realized we had too many, like, table service options, but not just table service, but, like, heavy meal options. And we were like, this is going to be a day when we leave, and we are going to need somebody to carry us to our resort and uh, tuck us in because we are going to be so stuffed from all the food. So we, we trimmed it back, and we cut out Skipper Canteen. And so in 2023, that became a priority. We wanted to make sure that we got Skipper Canteen, and so we did. And we'll be talking about that uh, momentarily. But as this episode goes, kind of the the idea behind it is we also want to talk about uh, some of the Magic Kingdom snacks that we partook of during this wonderful day. Uh, We love getting snacks at Disney World like anybody else does. Um, And we have a few favorites, and definitely a Magic Kingdom favorite for sure, but... um, we wanted to share those with you and just talk about uh, kind of in the in the order of our eating adventures, uh, we're going to share those things with you. And uh, yeah, so uh, that, I guess, kind of does it as far as introing the episode. But um, Chanel, I'm going to turn it over to you uh, because our first snack of the day is one that you procured for us. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about it? And you can kind of just give your overall thoughts of the day as well um, as we kick off into this episode. All right. So Magic Kingdom. Um, uh, upon entering the park, uh, we did have early entry that morning. And all of the crew, except for me and Fern, decided to go to the teacups. Olive was like, yeah, I want to ride the teacups. Um, so while they were doing that, I wasn't so interested in it and wasn't so interested in getting Fern out and all of that thing. Um, I really wanted to go get a Cheshire cattail for a breakfast uh, snack, if you will, because I thought, you know, that sounds like it would be good. And so, um, went over to the small snack, um, not a kiosk, but it's a small, it's just a small little, um, booth, I guess you could say, um, attached onto one of the buildings there and, um, ordered a Cheshire cattail, which we have had before at least once or twice, I want to say. And and over at Animal And over at Animal Kingdom, the equivalent of it, the tiger tail. So it's the same thing in Animal Kingdom. It's just got different colored icing on it. 
to um, better match the theming. And, and Cheshire Cattail um, is appropriate, appropriately themed in Magic Kingdom because you're finding it sort of in the fantasy land area. So, of course, a nod to Alice in Wonderland, definitely uh, a Disney classic that belongs in the fantasy land area. And right there, you know, you're in the vicinity of the teacups, which, of course, is a, the Mad Hatter teacup, the, the Mad Hatter teacups so um the uh the area the place that is called the um the cheshire cafe so it's the cheshire cafe that you can find the cheshire cattails adjacent to the teacup area um so because we were taking advantage of short lines and short waits because of the early entry i um jetted over to the Cheshire Cafe to get that cattail and was really looking forward to a sizable cattail from what I remember of the tiger tail and the cattail, Cheshire cattail, is that they are, um, if I had to guess, an eight or nine inch long pastry. Um, It usually sort of overlaps on either end of the little... um, cardboard little paper um, tray that they give you, you know, the kind, the little carnival kind of trays, you get hot dogs on them and French fries on them um, as as easy takeaway um, trays. And so when I get the cattail, I pay for the cattail and I get the cattail. It was rather disappointing. <laughs> Um, it was so sad looking. I don't even think it spilled over the little tray, you know. It it sat neatly in the little tray. Considerably smaller than what it used to be. I don't know if it I don't know if I'd say half the size, but maybe almost, maybe 40% smaller than what it used to be. Um in my uh, in my opinion, and I don't know when this change happened um because we we aren't frequent frequent Disney goers. Um, You know, every other year is sort of what we are able to do at this point. So I'm not sure when the change happened, but I was like, oh, this is very sad because I was thinking, you know, this is something I can split with Caleb. Maybe even Olive can take a bite. I mean, I took a couple of bites and the thing was halfway gone. Um, So, of course, I did save a little for Olive and Caleb to sample if they wanted. But um, and and in addition to the smaller size, um, it just looked a little limp and um kind of unappealing quite frankly quite quite frankly um it still tasted about like what i'd remember and the price i'm sure is equal to or even greater than the last time we went so um you know it's just unfortunate and it's one of those things that you see happen across the board in uh, in food service prices get higher serving sizes get smaller sometimes it's 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 one of those inflation things that you see a lot of right now. <clears throat> In order to somewhat keep the prices approximately the same, they lower the quantity of what you're getting. Um, I think we've all seen comparisons of that, of you know, bags of chips or you know other things, snack items. Like they're they're coming in smaller amounts, but kind of keeping the price about the same. And I think that's kind of what's happened with the Cheshire Cattail. Uh, it's like five fifty nine, five ninety nine, which is a little bit more expensive than I remember. But it is, I would definitely say, like Chanel, forty percent to fifty percent smaller than it previously was. Um, it's still good. Don't get me wrong. It, so to describe what it is, it's kind of a croissant-like pastry filled with chocolate and chocolate chips, um, with like a swirled icing or frosting on top in colors of like pink and 
and purple or whatever, the Cheshire cat colors. And the tiger tail is orange and black uh, over at Animal Kingdom. It's still tasty, um, but now you can finish it in two bites compared to before. Uh, so it's hard. It's I probably would have given this a two thumbs up as far as a snack previously, but at this point in time, I don't think I can give it more than one thumb up. And I don't know if it, if it continues in its dilapidated tail state and uh, whatnot. It, it may come off the list for me. What do you think? Yeah, I I can't really I can't reasonably really give it anything honestly. So it's not a thumbs down for me, but it's just not a thumbs up either. It's just a. Mm. Um, would I get it again? I don't know. I don't know. It, it was fairly disappointing, and um, it's good, but it's not that good. Um, so. I don't know. I don't know if I would, unless if uh, some, unless if something were to change. So, so yeah, that there you have it. You know, wins and losses. <laughs> I think that kind of might be the theme of this episode because we're about to get into a little bit more of that. Oh, I, I kind of am cringing now. I, I hope this isn't the overall take of the episode. Um, so next, uh, after we did some things in. Uh, Tomorrowland, uh, which if you want to hear about, you can go listen to our Magic Kingdom episode. Uh, Chanel decided to go get on Main Street a Mickey Ears hat for Fern embroidered with her name. And so Olive and I uh, and and my brother and sister-in-law, we stopped at the confectionery. Uh, we don't always stop there, which may be kind of a surprise. I mean, it's sugar. You'd think we'd stop there. Uh, but we don't always stop there. Um, we are the type that we always go left. Uh, so even heading down Main Street, USA, we often are on the left side of Main Street and not the right side. So, we, But we we went over there. Um, Olive and I were looking for some particular snacks. We kind of had one of those cravings. Um, and, and one of the things I wanted to see if she was interested in was the make-your-own-popcorn thing. Um, it's not like you put a bag of popcorn in the microwave and pop it yourself. Well, that would be funny. Um, it, this is you, you pick between like several... Uh, flavors of popcorn, then you pick some mix-ins, and they mix it up for you and hand it to you. You can do M&Ms and chocolate and all that kind of stuff with your popcorn. And I thought she would be totally into this, and she was like, nah. Um, so I was wanting a Rice Krispie treat. I like Rice Krispie treats, um, and and I usually get one at Disney World. It's just kind of kind of become a tradition. It's one of those underlying traditions that I don't talk a lot about, um, but I pretty much do it every trip. Um, and and Olive, I guess, unbeknownst to me, had it in her head. Uh, she really wanted a caramel apple. Uh, so that's what we did. We, we looked for uh, caramel apples. She picked one that was based on the Disney 100. And while we were standing at the Disney 100 display, I saw a pretty decent looking uh, Rice Krispie Treat. Decent looking Rice Krispie Treat. Appearances. Um, we'll get to that. It was a Rice Krispie Treat shaped like Mickey Mouse uh, with chocolate and M&Ms on top of it. And I want to say it might have had like a white chocolate uh, streak on it or something like that. Uh, olives, uh, caramel apple, which unfortunately I don't have pictures of it in in any form of like uh, completed state because she immediately started devouring it. Um, they looked good, but neither one of these things tasted all that good, to be honest with you. 
the Rice Krispie treat was a super big letdown. Um, I don't know what it was. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, Rice Krispie treats aren't the most amazing flavors in the world. It's just marshmallow and Rice Krispies, and usually it just it's just sweet. Um, but the combination of the chocolate and the M&Ms and then the drizzle over it was just overpowering. And I just didn't like it. It was not good. So it looked cool, had all the, the cool Disney 100 coloring and, and all that stuff, but just it lacked any real good flavor. Um, and then the caramel apple, Olive ate a little bit of it. I mean, she devoured it. I say that. She devoured the pieces on top of it. Um, but once she kind of got through that first layer of stuff, she kind of was done with it. And so it just sat in the stroller kind of melting uh, until we finally threw it away. Um, so again, these are treats that are mostly for appearances, not so much for taste. And I know that there's a whole caramel apple craze world out there with Disney treats that will probably, um, skewer me with the caramel apple leftovers. Um, but they just weren't good. That's my take on it. So I'm going to go ahead and just give them a shaky, shaky hand. Um, maybe, maybe it was the fact that they had been sitting there for a little bit and weren't quite so fresh. I don't know. Um, I'll give them a pass on that this time. Um, Chanel, any thoughts on those things? Yeah, I do. I just sort of have an overall thought on the on the Disney snacks, um, like the sweet Disney snacks especially. I find that these days, and you probably do too, that um, Disney is good at making very Instagrammable, very photographable um, snacks and sweet treats. And they... they have a lot of style, but they lack in substance, I'm finding more and more. And, um, you know, this is a social media trend to go to Disney and to have your fresh manicure and to take your pictures of your, um, your cupcake or your snack. And, and, um, it's a lot of style over substance. It, not everything, not everything. Um, there are still good snacks to be had. And if you go over to Disneyland, there are loads of good snacks to be had. Might not always be the prettiest snacks, but um, very tasty things. But I find a lot of the really photographable, Instagrammable things, they, they're, you know, they, Disney is mass producing them because everybody wants them because they see them on social media um, by their favorite um, Disney influencers. But they just... Mm, they're just they're they're okay at best i think that's that's the reason the mass production of it like when you said that that made sense to me like i was trying to figure out why the why the rice crispy treat just lacked any there's nothing like a fresh rice crispy treat you know a rice crispy bar like when you make them they're really good ooey and gooey and you know you they're just amazing but when they're mass produced they just kind of taste stale kind of taste they don't got no soul they don't have no life um one treat though to put a positive spin on this episode one treat that does not fail that it never lets us down is the dole whip our old trusty dole whip i think it's kind of hard to screw up the dole whip at this point um now we i have a tradition my favorite dole whip is the raspberry pineapple swirl dole whip float pineapple juice, raspberry and dole, uh, pineapple dole whip swirled. But when we walked up, they had just ran out of raspberry, um, which I would probably say was a negative, but for the fact that no matter what you get out of the dole whip, it's good. So uh, it wasn't all that disappointing, even though I didn't get my traditional uh, flavor. 
We ended up getting the vanilla and pineapple swirl, just the Dole Whip, not a float. And during this time, again, listen to our previous episode of Magic Kingdom, Chanel was in line to ride Tron, and me and Olive and Fern uh, were by ourselves over in that area of Adventureland near um, the horrendous ride, Aladdin's spinning magic carpet, whatever that atrocity is. Um, I have strong feelings about it. But over there is the Aloha Isle, I believe it's called, uh, where you can order all your Dole Whip needs. So we got our Dole Whip and we went and sat down. Uh, there's that area over there where there's like a um, little misting. I don't know. It's not really a splash pad. It's just like misting water jets where kids can kind of run around and they get wet and it's it's actually really nice on a hot day. Um, but there's this nice little area uh, where it looks like it's carved out of rock, but you can kind of sit on a bench and sometimes it's packed, but oftentimes I have found it's not like you can find a seat people. It gets glutted with people in that area, but they're not sitting. So we sat down kind of shaded, kind of nice, and we ate our Dole Whip and it was delicious and amazing. And Dole Whip never lets you down. Um, and so as always, the Dole Whip gets two thumbs up from me. Probably my favorite Disney treat of all Disney treats. It is a sweet treat, but it's one of those sweet treats that just never fails. And of course, they do make the Instagrammable versions of this. You know, you you see all the different floats that they come out with where they put a little like white chocolate piece on top of it and, you know, all that stuff. And and that's all fine. I don't usually go for those, but um, just a regular Dole Whip will just never let you down. I agree. I, even though I didn't get in on this particular Dole Whip adventure because I was doing something else, um, it's unless if it's a Dole Plop, then it's it's just always going to be good. Even then, it's good. even then, it's probably going to be good. Even if it just sort of plops and melts and it turns into a puddle, it's going to be tasty. It's going to be refreshing. Um, <clears throat> you can get Dole Whip outside of the parks. Everybody knows this isn't necessarily a secret, but it just hits different when you're at Disney. So my favorite Dole Whip, and you guys may have heard me say this before. If not, if you're new, you need you need to know this. So I'm going to share this with you. My favorite Dole Whip is the watermelon pineapple swirl. As far as I have seen in my experience, I have only ever found it at Epcot at the sort of uh, African um, refreshment station. Oh my gosh. People promise me, please promise me that if you are there at Epcot, you will get it. Um, it's to me, it's the best Dole Whip. So, um, it's so good. So from there, are we going on to Skipper Canteen? All right. I'm going to let Caleb intro Skipper to Canteen. We're going to talk a little bit about the atmosphere and the theming and, and the food. Yeah. So the Skipper Canteen is a very cool restaurant just in concept. Uh, you know us if you've listened for any length of time, but the Jungle Cruise is one of our favorite attractions of all time. And so having a restaurant that is in theming with the Jungle Cruise attraction automatically gets us excited. I mean, we we were excited for this restaurant for a long time. Did it live up to its excitement is the issue. Um <laughs> little sneak preview of our thoughts um so as far as this restaurant it's in Adventureland. it's really cool theming is top notch and it it 
is a great concept. It was opened in December of 2015, and it kind of is in keeping with the new storyline of Jungle Cruise, which is the following the adventures of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Um, everybody who's ever ridden Jungle Cruise remembers them talking about Albert Falls. Um, and and that name has been part of the the ride for a long time. And, and now with the kind of re-theming of it, still is part of it. Um, and probably now has incorporated more elements than just this passing reference to a name, obviously. But um, this restaurant uh, it was run or... I, I don't know the full story off the top of my head, but run by his granddaughter, I believe, according to the story, Alberta Falls. And um, so all the theming, all the stuff going on inside the restaurant is uh, little nods and, and, you know, the Disney story storytelling. There's lots of Easter eggs. There's lots of uh, pictures and, and, you know, a banner and all that kind of stuff kind of uh, being a part of the storytelling element of the whole society of explorers and adventurers here, hereafter called SEA. Um, so you can read all about, you know, the various storylines. Um, one of the cool things is that there is a room called the library, uh, and that's somewhat connected to that same storyline as well. Now, our day getting to Skipper Canteen was wrought with a little bit of trouble. Um, as I mentioned in our Magic Kingdom episode, there was so much downtime, so many rides that were down. And I know I promised you back then we would do a whole episode on that. We're getting there. Um, it'd probably be more generalized than specific to that day. But there were so many attractions that were down, it pushed everything back. And so by the time our boarding group got called for Tron, it was getting ever so close to some of our other reservations. A Lightning Lane reservation for Jungle Cruise, and our lunch reservation at the Skipper Canteen. See, I had planned it out perfectly. I snagged a lightning lane that morning for Jungle Cruise that would have had us riding the Jungle Cruise, exiting the ride, and hopping right into our lunchtime reservation, eating at the Skipper Canteen. Oh, but best laid plans, you know? They they fall apart, right? And it did. We missed our Jungle Cruise Lightning Lane. I ended up having to swap our Lightning Lanes out, um, which ended up being okay. Everything worked out. Don't worry. Um, But we also were running late for our Skipper Canteen reservation. Now, because of the inability for us to communicate due to lack of phone service, Chanel was not getting my text messages saying, hey, don't worry, ride Tron, it's going to be okay. Uh, so she actually actually exited the queue for Tron, uh, and my brother and sister-in-law still rode Tron. She exited the queue and met up with us, all for me to say, what are you doing? Everything's okay. Um, we managed to push our lunch reservation back about 20, 30 minutes, uh, and the cast members there were amazing in accommodating us. We got in and got seated, and uh, it... it it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to give my thoughts on the atmosphere, and then Chanel can give her thoughts. I love an amazingly good Easter egg, and this restaurant is chock full of them, as I've already mentioned. Probably my favorite 
is when you walk over to the library area. Uh, it's also an area you have to walk through if you're going to get to the restroom. We were not seated in the library, uh, but I needed to use the restroom. And so I walked through the little bookshelf area. To get to the library, you could like cut through this like hidden bookshelf type thing. Um, and I just sat or stood there and looked at all you know as many of the book titles that I could look at and so many of them were little nods to things and I wish I could remember them uh because they were just they were very clever type stuff and and it was fun to look through some of those titles obviously you can't pull the books off and look at the books but the the titles at least I didn't even try maybe you can I don't know somebody let me know if you can actually do that um but yeah that those little easter eggs just made my experience Chanel what what are your thoughts on atmosphere my favorite ride is Jungle Cruise. My favorite Disney ride of all time is Jungle Cruise. And um, and it's been that way really since day one. Um, so I was really excited to try this restaurant for that reason because I love the theming of Jungle Cruise and um, was excited to see the restaurant. And it it's very, it's very fun. You know, Disney does their job so well. Like Caleb said, the Easter eggs and the little book titles and the little nuggets here and there. If you're, if you look for them, Disney is really good about putting things there for people who, who want to look, you know, if you just go through and breeze through, you might not notice things or you might say, Oh yeah, it was fine. But you know, if you take the time and, and appreciate their work, then it's really cool. Um, so I really enjoyed the sort of atrium waiting area. Um, if I sort of remember correctly, it was sort of like a sunroom, and that was really nice. Um, we were a little stressed at the time trying to get our party together and get things going, but that was a nice seating area to wait while while your party, while your table gets ready. Um, the one drawback I have about the restaurant as far as atmosphere and layout is, uh, at least for the women's restroom, it was it was too small. There were not enough stalls. There might have been two stalls. Um, and there was, I had to go to the restroom a couple of times, like once for myself and then once for Olive and, and the weight was a bit unnecessary and the size of the bathroom was unnecessary, but, um, I'm sure they were working with, they were, they, that was what they had to work with is what I'm guessing. But, um, that's, that's the only drawback to me in terms of, in terms of the actual restaurant itself. Um, but the atmosphere is a lot of fun. This is one of those restaurants where the the wait staff gets into their characters and um they might uh you know the things that they say they're they're doing the corny hammy jokes and things like that that you're going to get on Skipper Canteen. So it's a real theme carry over. It's a great um storytelling that connects with the ride because your wait staff is going to be um doing the same types of things and having funny little quips and funny little sayings for you. So I think that that I love that personally. That's why I love jungle. One of the main reasons I love jungle cruise is I love the skippers. Um, so, and we had a great skipper when we did our ride that day too. She was fabulous. Um, she made our experience so much fun. Um, so anyway, from there we'll go on into the food and we'll tell you what we found. We'll tell you what we felt, what we felt about things. Yeah, um, I I just threw a curveball because I grabbed the microphone and I'm technically Chanel on our little agenda here was supposed to talk about food first, but my bad. Um, yeah, so I ordered the Hardy Har Char Sioux Pork. Little backstory to this: I have watched so many reviews, I have you know read reviews, looked at photos, and I have gone back and forth, back and forth on what I wanted to order. But this 
Sue Pork was constantly kind of near the top of the list of what I wanted to try. I've heard really good things. But I also noticed that the appearance of it had changed pretty dramatically um, over time. And I think, you know, like any restaurant, they change up the menu a little bit. And so um, I think that this iteration of the pork is quite different than maybe a couple years back when I first started to look at reviews and, and what people were getting and... and um, I think, I guess overall, my takeaway on on this entree um, is that hmm, I didn't like it. Um, It was okay at best, but to be pretty frank, it was a thumb down for me. So it's uh, char sioux marinated pork tenderloin served with house pickled vegetables and jasmine rice. The rice is fine. Um, The vegetables were okay. And uh, the pork tenderloin um, was dried out and covered in a way too sweet sauce, in my opinion, uh, for that dish. Um, it just it just wasn't any good. Um, to back up a spot, I, the one thing that I think stood out as a really good decision of ours to order was definitely the Brazilian cheese rolls. Um, which is not technically on the menu. It's part of the secret menu uh, that everybody knows about. And, uh, you know, it's it, one of those things that Disney does. You know, they have these, like, secret menus that uh, if if you pay attention at all to the, in, you know, Instagram uh, website type stuff, you you know, d- the Disney food blog and others, you know it exists. So uh, that the bread was amazing. I uh, loved the bread. And the service was amazing. Uh, of course, the the... The servers and whatnot, they, they're all, you know, doing the typical skipper-type jokes and, and whatnot from Jungle Cruise, and it was hilarious. I mean, it was probably the best service we've ever had at a restaurant at Disney World, but uh, my entree, uh, I'm going to give it a thumb down, and I just wasn't impressed by the entree. Yeah, so um, the little cheese balls that Caleb mentions, the the Brazilian um, cheese balls. They were they were good. The, these are a crowd pleaser. I've had something like this before, um, and you may have too at like a Texas Day Brazil or someplace like that. Um, when they are served fresh and warm, they are very good. Once they start to cool down, to me personally, they're not as good. They get a little rubbery and, a, you know, just the, the flavors and the, the texture is not as good as when they are fresh and warm. But they're a real clou- crowd pleaser. So, um they're definitely something fun to order. Hey, Caleb, if you could pull up the name of the, the entree that I got, <laughs> I struggle with the name of it. It is the... It's an appetizer. Um, it's technically an appetizer. I don't know if you guys do that sometimes. Sometimes, for me, if I'm not wanting as big of a meal, um, or sometimes just because it looks good, I order an appetizer as my meal sometimes. Um, this is not unusual for me. Maybe you do that too. Um, so something that I saw that looked um, appealing to me was this Orin- Orinoco's... Oh, sorry. Let me, try- let me start over. Let me start over. Orinoco Ida's Cachapas. Okay. So this is what I ordered from the appetizer menu. They're $15 as of the time of me looking at this might not be when you go. Um, and, um, I'll read you the little blurb that describes them. And you thought our jokes were corny. 
House-made corn pancakes. It says that, not me. House-made corn pancakes, beer-braised pork, roasted corn, Fresno pepper salsa, and avocado cream. All of those components sound really good, right? Um, it, they were good, but they weren't, it wasn't knock my socks off good. Um, but I love all those things. The idea of the little corn pancake, they were like little medallion pancakes, with the pork, with the sort of shredded pork, um, roasted corn, the pepper salsa, and avocado cream. All of those components individually, really good. I'm actually not a huge pork person. Pork really has to be like knock your socks off for me to be good. But all the other things sounded so good. Um, I will say that the pork was, it was good. It wasn't too dry or anything. I didn't really get the whole beer brace. Like I didn't taste that necessarily. Uh, And the other components, the roasted corn and the salsa and the avocado cream especially were good. But all these things together, um, they were just okay. I think what had happened was, is they were um, a little not cold by the time it got to me, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily hot and as fresh tasting. Um, so this was just an okay thing for me. I wouldn't give it a thumbs down. Um, but it, it didn't like blow me away, um, as being so amazing. So it was just okay for me. And, um, that seems to be kind of our consensus on this, on this restaurant, but you know, we would try, I would try it again. I would try it again. Yeah. I, I, Again, a bad meal at Disney World is hands down something I would take any day, any day of the week. Um, and it's all relative because when I say I didn't like it, it, again, it's probably still better than half the things I eat on a regular basis. So take that all with a grain of sand. Salt? Grain of salt. Um, I always get that phrase wrong. I, I'm one of those that constantly butchers catchphrases and and those kind of things um which you're probably already aware of if you listen to this podcast um but it is it is amazing theming it is a fun vibe the staff is incredible cast members are incredible and the food was just okay-ish for us um i know people love this restaurant i constantly hear others saying it's their favorite restaurant in walt disney world um, but at this point in time, I'm gonna be honest, the meal that I had at Be Our Guest is hands down better. Um, and I know Be Our Guest these days gets a little bit more hate than, than any of the other re- sit down restaurants, but that's just my opinion. Now it's definitely been some time since I ate at Be Our Guest, but it was better. Um, I had another thought with this restaurant too. Oh, Olive ordered the taste like chicken because it is, uh, off the kids menu and I think she got soup with it. I can't remember, but um, she liked it okay. But none of that surprises me because that's just how she is about every meal she ever eats. It's just okay. Uh, so don't expect high praise from Olive on anything. Um, but yeah, so that's our takeaway on Skipper Canteen. Uh, moving on, uh, the only thing else that we I was really going to talk about as far as any more snacks, we actually didn't eat another meal uh, this day. We were... We were full, and we knew that we had a dessert party coming up, which we're going to devote a whole episode to because it's just that cool. Um, and so around dinner time, after we had ridden some rides, uh, including our new family favorite, uh, which it's not new to Chanel and I, but just the experience on this trip bumped it up the list for us as far as something that we all share, that we all love, um, is definitely Big Thunder Mountain. 
Um, not saying it's our favorite ride in, in all of Walt Disney World, but it's just kind of a new family thing that we, we all share and talk about and enjoy. Um, after all that, I picked up a thing of popcorn because I was kind of hungry, but not hungry enough for a meal. And knowing that we had the dessert party coming up, I didn't want to overfill on anything. So I got some popcorn. And again, to me, Disney popcorn is one of those treats that it it's a perennial treat. It, it treats you good no matter what time. Um, time of year what time of day you know popcorn is always good it's nice and salty and buttery and all the things that you want and it's it was fun only problem i had with it is that uh, a couple people took my box of popcorn and by the time i got it back i just had kind of the crumbs uh so i was a little disappointed in how much popcorn i got that day uh but yeah that kind of does it um chanel do you have any closing thoughts we can wrap this episode out you can actually close us on out um, I think I've shared everything that I got. Magic Kingdom food is always fun, but I think the takeaway is we we had overall maybe a little bit of a disappointment in this day as far as our snacks and even our lunch. Yeah, I I'm glad that we tried it. Definitely glad that we tried it. It was a place that we had been had been on our radar to to go to for a while. So I'm always glad to tick something off of the Disney checklist and give things a try, especially since for us Magic Kingdom definitely is one of those parks where we're creatures of habit. We know the things that we like and we tend to go back to them because we don't get them often. And so I'm glad that we did branch out from our our norms there and try something different. And I would encourage anybody to do the same. You know, if you've got a pattern when it comes to Magic Kingdom or any one of the parks, try something different. You never know if you're going to find your new favorite thing. Um, With that being said, that's really all I had to say. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please share it. Give it a like. Leave us a comment. Ask us questions. We would absolutely love your feedback. Thank you so very much. This is That Disney Hustle. We are serving you the most delightful Disney destinations. <laughs>